Hey guys, I'd like to welcome everybody to the third episode of Motivate the Change podcast. I wanted to start out with we do not represent any recovery or AA group or any other support group for that matter. We are not experts nor claim to be. We're just a group of people sharing our experience, strength, and hope. And I just wanted to thank everyone uh, that has reached out to me saying that this is actually helping them. Uh, I've had multiple friends, family members, and even people that I don't, I don't know and people I haven't talked to in a very long time have reached out to me saying that uh, they like what I'm doing. It's really helping them. And um, so that got me to think about today's topic. And uh, I wanted to talk about what life was like in early recovery. Um, with my story and uh, what's went on in my life in early recovery, um, it all starts with, let's, let's, let's start with what led up to it a little bit. Um, so in the previous episodes, I talked about how I've been introduced to AA kind of early. I've been in and out of the program off and on, uh, never stuck, because um, uh, I never never fully committed to it. So I had reservations to want to get fucked up and drink uh, and do drugs and all the bad stuff you're not really supposed to do or should want to do. Um, but that's the thing. Uh, you have this mental obsession uh, that uh, you just you can't control it. Uh, once you start, you can't stop. And uh, what it boils down to is uh, before I came into recovery this last time, um, I can tell you all the horror stories, you know, the DUIs, in and out of jail, um, drinking and driving, waking up in alleys, waking up in places I don't know how I got there, uh, wanting to kill myself uh, to the point of driving down the road, thinking I should swerve off the road and hit a tree, uh, that that was going to be the solution to my problems, putting a gun in my mouth, thinking that that was going to be the solution to my problem, but too scared to actually do it. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on and on. I can talk for days and hours and days of, of many horror stories, at least the ones that I can remember. Um, those moments that led me up to now of being in recovery um, or even getting so strung out, calling my mom, crying, saying I wanted to get better. This, this was right at the very end. Uh, of my drinking and drug use, uh, calling her, wanting to get sober, and then getting sober for a day or two, and then going right back to doing it again, because I'd feel better again. Oh, I don't have a problem, because I can quit. If I can quit for a couple of days, I obviously don't have a problem. But then it boiled down to, uh, I end up going to jail, like three times within six months, and I get out of jail, and even knowing that if I get in trouble again, I'm going to go to jail probably for a long time. I'm either going to kill myself, kill someone else, or wind up in jail. If I don't change my life, that wasn't even a kick in the ass hard enough to make me want to stop. That weekend, I still went back out and did it all over again. Um, so that's when I realized um, I couldn't do it on my own. Uh, crawled my way back into an AA meeting. And uh, that's what started my journey in early recovery. Uh, I knew my thinking got me here, got me in the fucked up situations I've been in. Uh, and so I knew it wasn't going to get me out. My thinking got me here. I need someone else thinking to get me out. And so that's what I did. Went to a meeting and uh, reached out to someone, uh, found me a sponsor, told him I needed help. I, I, there's something y'all have that I want. I need it. I need it. Uh, early recovery was tough. Um, quitting drinking is not the hard part. Starting back is the hard part, not starting back. Um, 
you got to think you're drinking and drug use. That's not the real problem. You're using that to cope with a more deep, more depth problem. Um, so when you first start getting sober, all those problems and depression and anxieties and insecurities that you have about life and about yourself uh, are all now exposed and vulnerable because you're not using the drugs and alcohol to hide it. Uh, so it, it, it hurts. Um, but that's the great thing of having a sponsor. Uh, when you have those feelings, uh, you reach out to them, you let them know what's going on, and, and, and you work through the steps. You work through it. Uh, the steps are a solution to every problem sober. Uh, it was recommended to me to do 90 days, 90 meetings in 90 days, 90 and 90. I did 120 meetings in 60 days. Um, I had to do that. Uh, I had to get away from the people, places, and things that I was doing before. Uh, I had to change everything about me. Uh, I had to create a new foundation of sobriety before I could venture back out into the real world. Because just because you're in recovery doesn't mean you don't, you can't do anything like you're some monk or something. The whole point of working an honest program, doing the 12 steps is to relieve the desire to drink, fix the mental problems that you have in your head, bring them, bring them up, uh, bring them to the surface, hit them head on, get through those problems and put them in the past. And don't dwell on the past anymore. That's the whole point. You don't you don't go into sobriety and into recovery to to have a, a boring, shitty life. Uh, it's all about living again. Sobriety makes and working the twelve steps gives you the opportunity to actually live again. You just have to build a foundation, and then you can you can still go out. You can still go play pool or go play darts or hang out with friends. Go to a party. Uh, but you have to build a foundation first. And that's the hardest thing to do. Um, you're so used to doing things in your life a certain way for such a long time that uh, in early recovery, it's really hard to just, you know, give up on your, your life and uh, start working the steps. Uh, which brings me to the, uh, the actual first step I want to actually read to y'all. Uh, the first step is actually, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Uh, that's the hardest thing to do. Uh, to tell yourself, because the thing is, when you're an alcoholic addict, um, you think you know everything. You're a know it all. Uh, you're selfish, self centered. Uh, everything's about you. Uh, there's a lot of narcissists. You have a lot of narcissist tendencies and you don't even know it. You think you're always right. So to finally admit that you're powerless over something is very hard to do, but it's the most relieving thing to finally admit you're powerless and to get help with someone else. Um, the unmanageability part to finally admit that your life has become unmanageable. Um, it was very easy for me to, to do that at first. Uh, I mean, to do that uh, effort when I first came back into the rooms. Uh, but all the times that I was coming in and out of the program, uh, up until I finally committed to it, it was hard. That was one of the hardest things for me to do was to admit that my life was unmanageable. Uh, I wasn't homeless, still had a job, still had a car. Um, but that, those were the things that was my brain tricking me. 
trying to say, oh, well, you got this, you got that. You can stop drinking for X amount of days. You can stop doing drugs for X amount of days. You don't actually have a problem. That was my mind convincing me of that. Um, and that's what happens when you're in early recovery. There's, that's why a lot of people, though, they, they stumble and fall. But the, the key is to pick, pick yourself back up and keep going. Um, you're going to have a lot, of, a lot of stuff pop up in your head when you first get sober. But the thing is, after a couple of months, that, that fog and that haze of uh, bad decisions and bad things you used to do, it, it kind of it fades away. And you, you start thinking a lot clearer. And before you know it, you're working your way through the steps. And then before you know it, you've done finished the steps. The key is to work an honest program. If you can work an honest program, the steps will actually work um it wasn't uh to the very end of my drinking and drug career it wasn't to the very end was when my life really started to become a manager up in all those times that i came before it wasn't but up until the very end uh it started to i didn't really know where i was going to sleep at night uh when it came to work and stuff like that so an early recovery coming back and um it was a lot easier this time because I really wanted it. Uh, you get out of it what you put in. When you really want something, you can get it. Your mind, your mind will help you achieve anything. Positivity breeds positivity. Um, I really just wanted to touch base a little bit on what life's like in early recovery. Um, it is tough. It's hard, especially when you all your friends and family, um, all those relationships you've ruined. Um, which actually got you in the rooms of AA. Uh, if you've ever been to an AA meeting, you probably probably have a problem. You should probably stay in AA. Uh, took a long time for me to realize I can learn from other people's mistakes. Uh, I didn't have to keep fucking up myself. Uh, I can learn from other people's mistakes. Um, it it is hard and difficult, but if you work it to your fullest capability and and you honestly really want it it will work for you and um, your life will actually get better. Um, it's inevitable. Um, if you continuously try and make the, each day the best day possible, it, your life will get better. And uh, I, I just wanted to touch base on that. So many people have been reaching out to me saying that this has been a, a good thing for them. And I've just seen so many people start and then stop. Uh, I just wanted to touch base a little bit on uh some of the things that happened to me in my early recovery and how it was hard, but it does get better. It, it, it really does. And uh, the reward outweighs any of the struggle that you're going to have in the beginning. Uh, it is the greatest, most relieving thing in the world. Um, the thought of drinking and doing drugs now literally makes me sick to my stomach. Um, the thought of putting something in my body that's going to change my mental state uh, and not let me be able to think clearly makes me want to throw up, makes me sick. And um, knowing what I will lose um, if I were to do that. All the stuff I've gained from finally just committing and getting through that, that beginning stages of recovery. Uh, and getting through that, that was the hardest part for me was the very beginning. 
uh, once I got through that, I flew through the steps because I wanted to feel better. I wanted what everybody else had. All these people that have got really good jobs, nice cars, nice houses. They're, they, they're laughing and joking in the meetings. Like, like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm in here feeling like shit. Like, I want what you have. Um, and so that's what I did. Got a sponsor. Took his suggestions because my thought process and the suggestions I was giving myself got me in the situation I was in. I listened to other people. I let them control my life for a little while. And uh, I still reach out to my, my sponsor when I need them. And I reach out to other people in recovery when I need them. That's what you do in early recovery. Reach out to others. When you have a problem, you feel like shit, you feel like using, feel like drinking, just reach out to someone. That person you reach out to isn't going to just say, no, don't do it. The whole point is you're going to talk to someone and, and hopefully you'll convince yourself not to. Uh, one day sober is an accomplishment. One hour sober is an accomplishment. You're not worthless. Uh, we in recovery do understand your pain. The ones in the beginning stages of recovery. Uh, y'all are the ones that help us stay sober. Y'all remind me of how hard it was in the beginning. Uh, so I feel for you, and I'm, and I'm here for anybody and everybody that needs it. Uh, I'd love to hear some experience, strength, and hope from other people. Uh, I got some friends that still want to get on here. It's just kind of hard to work it out, uh, the time frame. Um, but if you're interested, uh, whether I know you or not, you can message on here. Uh, you can message us on the Motivate the Change Facebook page or at Motivate the Change on Instagram. Uh, just shoot me a message. Uh, let's talk about it, see if we can get together. and. Uh, come up with a topic and hopefully uh, your experience, uh, strength and hope can help someone else. Uh, that's all I got for this episode. Uh, I'll catch y'all next time.